calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is podcast 107 and I am back after, what has it been, two weeks? Who are you? Who are you? Uh, I'm Alex. Alex Weiss. I'm Alex goddamn Simmons. <laughs> and I'm back on the IGN UK podcast where I belong. Some say. Yeah, something like that. How's it been without me? Brilliant. Really good. Uh, really? Vintage. <laughs> uh, did you hear Krupa hosting last week? It was, it, was, I, it was a mess. I, I listened to the one before last week, but not last week's, no. Don't ever leave us on our own again. Oh, really? Was it that bad? <laughs> it was all right. It was, it was like freestyle podcasting. We were like the Dutch team. If <laughs> we just swapped positions spontaneously. It worked. It was it good. Was total podcast. Yeah, wow. total podcasting. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm joined by Tom Butler and Daniel Krupa. Hi. Uh, and also, Chris, you've returned after uh, a lengthy uh, absence. It's been about a month. What have I missed? Well, these two fucking around and me being awesome. Cool. Yeah. Where have you been? I've been in Texas. Not uh, for a month, though. No. Uh, well, where was I last week? Maybe I just couldn't be asked last week. Yeah. You were uh, ill last week. I was yeah, ill. I was well. sick. And then I was in Texas for the two before that, where I was at Fantastic Fest, which was lots of fun. Wrote lots of reviews for the website. Who did you see? Anyone famous? Who did I see? Um, hang out with Elijah Wood a little bit. Who's taller than you are? <laughs> He's not taller than me. He's shorter than me. He's, He's a, a hobbit. He is a little bit. Hobbit. I get it. Mm, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Nice lad. Gamer. Yeah. Big Battlefield a bit fan. Rude. <laughs> Presumptuous. Oh. Big Battlefield fan. Is he? Yes. Ooh. I'm trying to get him to come in the office and play us. Let's get his gamer tag. New. Uh, I should have done that, shouldn't I? The littlest wood. Um. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully he's going to come over for Happy Feet too. In which case, I'll try and get him in the office. Can't he watch it in the US? Oh, <laughs> um, and I finally saw our favourite film of the year. Uh, <laughs> Do you not want to talk about it? Uh, go on, talk about it. I saw The Human Centipede. Two. Yeah. Two. And I hated it. Oh. Absolutely hated it. Um, but if you want to find out what it's like, it's screening at um, the Fright Fest All Nighter. Halloween All Nighter. Is that the only place it's screening? Because it's, it's been... No, it's, it's got, got a certificate now. It's coming yeah. out the week after. It's right. premiering there. And okay. Tom Six is going to be down there. The, the, the girls in it are gorgeous. It's got like five really hot English girls in it. And they're all going to be down there. Are they right. the centipede? They are. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's I, pretty weird. Imagine doing that casting call. 
It's like, you know, I got the script through. Mm, not sure about that. Classic, Actually, I've classically got, trained. Yeah. I've, got exactly. a, I've got a picture of Tom with the hot chicks. We should put it up on Facebook because it's quite surprising how good looking they are. Yeah. He's just picked but hot chicks. made them do just horrible stuff. Is that what they have to do at the audition? Like, on your knees? Well, or the bloke that got the lead role, he got the role by um, raping a chair. Tom was telling me. Oh yeah. God. In the interview on IGN, he said that's how he, uh, he saw him and that was the thing that swung it. I think he, he said to him, do something, chair. do something shocking and then he just raped this chair and he said, you've got the part. Never take that man to Ikea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fucking a schnoogle. <laughs> <laughs> oh Leave God. that Billy bookcase alone. <laughs> Come on, Billy. <laughs> uh, any other highlights? Um, I saw an amazing movie called Headhunters. Yep. That's not coming out until next year, but it's actually playing at London Film Festival. That's really good. It's going to be the next kind of Dragon Tattoo, like a Norwegian thriller. And that was brilliant. Dragon Tattoo Swedish. Swedish. Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Yeah. And um, I, the best thing I did, though, was I went to a screening of um, American Wolf in London when Rick Baker was there, the guy who won an Oscar for the effects. Yeah. And he did a really interesting Q&A afterwards about how they did it all. He's really embarrassed by the film. He thinks it looks terrible, the effects. Really? Uh, transformation? Like, yeah. Pretty old now, though, isn't it? We're all in, it's still that the best transformation. transformation yeah, brilliant. Still yeah. hold up, is it? And... Um, I met afterwards, I met the guy who does the, designs the posters, Ollie Moss, yeah. for a fantastic fest, and he's doing some game stuff now. Who did the Resistance 3 front cover? Yes, he did. That yeah. iconic one with the skull. And it uh, turns out he's a, he's a podcast listener, Ooh. and I think we might be getting him on the, on the show next week. So Hi, Ollie. Hello, Hello Ollie. Ollie. Hi, Ollie, if you're listening. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ollie, just by the way, uh, Chris bought one of your um, American Werewolf in London this. posters. <laughs> I didn't realise that there was a bloody great werewolf in the middle of it. You thought it was just a picture of the United Kingdom. Don't say that. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> I just think, I I, honestly, when you showed it to me, I couldn't see how you couldn't it, see it. But it's weird when you've got a poster and you've got it in the... Chris. But you pull it out and you can't, you're not looking at it properly. You can't see it from... You're too close and... Yeah. That, that man's genius is lost on you. I messed up. Anyway. Hope he's not listening. I, I, I went to play FIFA with some Arsenal people this morning. Lovely. You took yeah. up the Arsenal. Which, which ones, Alex? Uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, Theo Walcott, Jack Wilshire, and Chesney. Right. I can't pronounce his first Who was name. the nicest? Uh, the nicest is probably Walcott. Who was the funniest? Chesney. Uh, mm-hmm. He was very funny. He was giving Walcott so much jip over kind of missing goals. Uh, and you know, not not like real life. Away. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You really <laughs> pull final ball into the box. <laughs> yeah, like he missed a a, a sitter, and uh, he wasn't even playing Chesney. He was uh, Walcott was playing in the final against um, Wilshire, and he was like, "Oh, it's unlike you to miss an open goal there, Theo." <laughs> 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 it's ruining the shit out of him, which I thought was when very he, good. When, when he plays the game, is he really good at beating people and then terrible at crossing into the box? Um, <laughs> he was actually all right. He missed uh, an Football absolute. Joke. <laughs> no, I know. But we've already had those jokes. <laughs> the listeners haven't. All oh, right then. Uh, did 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 he <laughs> sing the one and only? Ah, oh, Jesus! The <laughs> <laughs> Chesney gag. The comedy police. The comedy police are here. Take him away. You may notice that Chris is a little bit hungover and feeling a bit edgy. Yeah, so sorry. Shall I, I stop speaking for <laughs> ten minutes? <laughs> for a comedy. So let's, let's move on. over to uh, the charts. So. Last week, I think Stu was the person who stepped up and uh, made his predictions for games. Uh, he predicted that FIFA would be at number one again, and that Rage would be at number two, and that Gears would be number three. We got two out of three right, so FIFA is indeed at number one. Rage came in straight at number two. 
But then Dark Souls surprised me came wow. number three, which I'm amazed by. Yeah. But I guess yeah. that's got the multi-platform behind it over Gears. Is that because of the great yeah. coverage it got on IGN? It <laughs> might be, yes. But it's still, certainly the first game was like super niche. Um, so I'm amazed. I, I didn't expect it to go in above Gears of War. It has got a lot of coverage. How else did what else did well on the chart? So Gears went uh, dropped down to uh, number four. Um, F1's still in there. Other new entries are for NBA 2K12. I'm number 14. Which I oh, no, played sorry, number weekend. 12, sorry. And it's really hard. I've never played a basketball game like that before. I haven't played Why is it so difficult? for a long time. It, like when you when you want to shoot the ball, you have to flick the right stick down and then flick it back up. So it's not like uh, uh, where you just press the ball to shoot. It's like you have to it's direct like the ball. It's like golfy. You have to like yeah, mimic the action. Which I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting that. But um, it actually seems really cool. But uh, it's going to take a little while to get used to it. Got yeah. 9.5, so NBA. Yeah. Is anyone playing that? No. No. No, it's not my bag <laughs> at all. Connectimals has come back into the chart. That's exciting, isn't it? Connectimals with bears. Um, and then, uh, oh, good God, 1,001 touch games rose from number 38 to number 40. Good value for money. Exactly. 1,001 <laughs> games. That's 1,001 touch games. What a bargain. So, uh, well done, Stu, for his predictions. He didn't quite get all of them right, but uh, I don't think anyone would have predicted that Dark Souls would have gone to number three. So. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. I thought Keza was going to be here to gloat on her win from the week before. Uh, she's a, uh, uh, an urban golf, crazy golf thing for worms. So are you going right to show her, pay her dues? For no, her? probably no, not. No. no, okay, uh, fine. If, if you New. miss out on the podcast where you get your praise, then... Undoggy! <laughs> <laughs> right, movies. Uh, who did the uh, movie predictions? Tom, you, I, I did, yeah. So you don't know what the charts were? I haven't looked at the charts, no. Okay, so... What were your predictions, Tom? Yeah, so my predictions, predictions, from what I remember, were Johnny English at number one, Tinker <laughs> Taylor, Soldier Spy at number two, and Lion King at number three. So, right films, Ooh. wrong order. So, Johnny English in at number one, which I'm absolutely staggered by. Why? Called it. I called it's it. huge. I just, I just don't get it. Rowan Atkinson movies are huge. And you know they're huge globally as well. Really? Because they don't really need much dialogue. It's that a lot of physical comedy. Me. So they're big in the Far East and but places physical like that. comedy where it's not funny. It is if you're a kid, I think. Uh, yeah, look at Mr. Bean now. Like, when I was a kid, I th felt that was cutting edge, and I watch it now and just think this it's is... alternative. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's not. But kids still love that, that stuff. Anyway, that made five million quid. Um, Lion King 3D, number two, uh, with 2.7 million. And then lastly, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, with a meager one million. I'm more surprised that Lion King is doing so well. I mean, a re-released film. I mean, I know it's a kid's film and How a good one. How did uh, Jurassic Park do on the re-release? It took about just under, what did I say at the time? Was it about 100 grand? It wasn't a lot. Oh, was it all? wasn't on yeah, that screen. It like wasn't many screens, yeah. Right. It came in at number eight, I think. D Disney are doing the 3D treatment to a bunch of their films now. Yeah. Has anyone seen it? No, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I think it's a really great movie. Like it. it is a great movie, but again, is it worth it in 3D? Maybe parent, young parents taking their kids. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Living or parents taking their young kids. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you said young parents. <laughs> young parents taking it, yeah. Yeah, all those teenage mums. Yeah. Got nothing else their, to do. Grabbing their gyring and watch the Lion King 3D. Oh, political. Ooh. <laughs> I just can't get over how Chris is doing this podcast. This is the most ridiculous. He's laid across the sofa. He's like got his head back. He's got his legs crossed. Got Do we take you a cup of tea, Chris, and a biscuit? Will that make you feel better? I'm dying. He's got a bick in one hand. <laughs> saying, mmm, political. Yes. <laughs> uh, just on the subject of movies, uh, how much do you think the film, which is another new film, Four Days Inside Guantanamo, made? 
I would say um, <laughs> 923 pounds. Lower. Ooh. Ooh. 400 pounds. It was only on one screen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. Lower. What What's funny about that? 196 quid. <laughs> oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's tough. What, what was that movie? You should laugh. Oh, wow. Sex Lives of the Potato Men. No, there was another film <laughs> with... <laughs> Oh shit, yeah, it'll come back one. to me. There was a movie with like Julia Robertson that came out and it made like 27 quid or something. Oh, uh, that was Ooh. quite recently, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah. about a year ago. Oh shit, yeah. I can't remember what it was. Did you guys see the video of the dog that's scared of Julia Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> wow. we'll, put it, we'll put it on the podcast, sorry. Seriously, it's you, a classic. You see the picture from the man who has how many Julia Roberts tattoos? Oh god, he had like 136 no, Julia Roberts tattoos. While you're away, this is a Russian man and he has something like 100 tattoos of Julia Roberts all over his body. Oh my god. But. Not just Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts in Era Brockovich. <laughs> so it's only from that movie. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he became a big fan of Julia Roberts after Erin Brockovich. After the plight of the American woman in the working world. God. <laughs> Jesus Amazing. Christ. That's why Chris always wears a long sleeves t shirt. Because he's got Julia I'm, Roberts. I'm Sandra Bullocks. <laughs> <laughs> but only from Speed 2. Was she in Speed 2? I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, let's go over to the week's news. So, uh, Daniel, you're first. Yeah, let's I'm get first some sanity back into this podcast. Yeah, we've basically been talking about this for weeks now because they've been drip-feeding information about Mass Effect co-op. Um, Mass Effect multiplayer, I should say. And it's come out this week that it's not multiplayer, it's not competitive multiplayer, it's co-op. Right. And a guy called Chris Priestley, who's BioWare's community coordinator, he coordinates communities, um, said that you'll be able to, not play as Commander Shepard, you'll pick um, unique characters but you'll still be able to play sort of as Turians and Krogans. And you'll basically form an elite squad mm. whose job it is to um, liberate key territories across the universe. Right. So it's outside of the main kind it's of story. It's outside of the main and... game, but this, he says it will have an impact on shaping okay. the single-player campaign. And how many players Up can get involved? Player. Up to four players. Which yeah. sounds mixed, to me cool. Yeah. Mixed dudes? Yeah. So you can have one Krogan and one... Yeah, you can, you can mix whatever. it up, you know, yeah, I like a bit it. of miscegenation. Nice. So do you reckon you can create your own characters at Willoughby? Yeah, it says you'll be able to create custom characters to fight on different and unique fronts in the war. Isn't there some sort of galaxy battle ready thing that you're it's building up? It's called galactic readiness level. That's it, yeah. You'll top up your galactic readiness level. What's by doing that? This. I have no idea. I quite like if in Bioware it's like a hand-drawn meter, like they're trying to fix a, a church roof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Chris is galactic ready for his bed. He's galactically ready. <laughs> so are you excited by co-op in uh, Mass Effect? Yeah, Does I, it I need love it, co-op. Ultimately. Well, I think co-op makes sense because we said this in the podcast last week because it's a team-based shooter, but you've yep. never been play, you never play as the other members of your squad, so that right. kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would have worked well with sort of competitive multiplayer. Well, I've got an email here from Jacob Lawton who says, uh, with Mass Effect 3 having multiplayer, do you think that all big games nowadays need a multiplayer element in order to sell well? Why do you think EA has have put mass, uh, multiplayer in Mass Effect? Or Bioware. Or Bioware, sorry. It is true because like... Um, well, Dead Space had it as well. Another EA published Like game. Batman, though, is that goes against that trend. I, I personally don't think all games should have multiplayer. Yes, if it works but don't stick it in for the sake of ticking a box. Yeah, as far as I know, like like market research on, on Mass Effect, I, I could be wrong, had said that people wanted yeah. like, co-op and multiplayer, like said, and yeah, now people are getting it, and they're shooter, moaning about it. Yeah, it's not it stretch, sense. you're not sort of destroying the game to make multiplayer work, whereas you kind of would have to do that with Batman. Yeah. Also, yeah. like for a game like Call of Duty, 
like when I play it, I play it for the single player. Yeah, and I don't moan it. about, oh, the multiplayer is really good or it makes no difference to me. Yeah. You either play, whatever you play, you play. Yeah. As long as it's not detracting from the single player campaign, yeah. I guess. And a lot of these studios have um, a separate studio working on the multiplayer anyway. Mm. So it's not going to detract from the single player campaign. I'm going to move my mic up into my nose for Tom. <laughs> now you're booming. Now you're booming. Booming Creeper is back. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you've got some moving news? Kind of. Yeah. It's kind of it's got an update that's made it not that much news. But um, early Still, in the week, they said that, you know, the Judge Dredd movie that they shot? Yes. South Africa earlier in the year. Apparently, they were, they were claiming that the director has been locked out of the edit suite. And yeah. the, the writer, Alex Garland, who wrote The Beach, um, is now directing it in the edit suite. But then they've updated it and the, 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 um, the studio has released a statement saying, um, it actually doesn't, doesn't ring that true. It says, from the outset, we decided on an unorthodox collaboration to make the film. This situation <laughs> has been misinterpreted. Right. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure the director, when he signed up, he thought, oh, this is unorthodox. That's not very convincing, is no. it? No. Um, so yeah, that's it's a bit worrying. It's it a worrying. really weird situation to have the director locked out of the post-production process. Yeah, and if Alex Garland is really editing, I mean, he's never made a movie before. It's a pretty huge one for him to be. Yeah, and especially as he didn't but direct any of it on set. It's finished filming. Yes, the whole shebang. Well, they're talking about they might it? have to go and do reshoots. Right, 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 right. And uh, there was another kind of link story recently. There's a movie coming out called Dreamhouse with Daniel Craig and Rachel Weisz, and the director of that, Jim Sheridan, who's quite a big director. He tried to get his name taken off it as well because he wasn't happy the studio took it off him and re-edited it. Who's Jim Sher- Sheridan? He did In the Name of the Father. Right, yeah. Um, bizarrely, he did the 50 Cent film Get Rich or Die Trying. <laughs> an Irish bloke. So is Alan Smithy going to take over? Potentially. <laughs> Do you know Alan Smithy, Alex? No. If ever you see a film directed by Alan Smithy, it's not a good sign because that means the director's taken his name off it and that's the... Oh, is that right? That's the moniker they use, yeah. yeah. Alan Smithy has got a substantial IMDb yeah. li- listing. Wow, I never <laughs> and knew And they're that. all terrible. Te- Texas Chainsaw 3? Yeah, think, maybe, I yeah, think, yeah. 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 Right. Other movie news that I was going to drop in was the Die Hard 5 name. Has oh, you heard this? Oh, God, it's a stinker, oh. isn't it? They're going to call Die Hard 5 a good day to die hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it's no Is worse. that sequel to a good year? It's no worse than every sequel they've done that's had a bad title. They've all had yeah. a bad title. Die Harder was rubbish. Yeah. We all laughed at that when it happened. Uh, die Hard with a Vengeance. vengeance. Yeah. Live Free or Die Hard. Or Die Hard 4.0 yeah, is still I, rubbish. I, I'm not quite sure what that means, Die Hard 4.0. Slightly digital. <laughs> I never saw Die Hard 4. Did you see Die Hard 5? I thought Die Hard 4 was alright. <laughs> the trouble is... I don't know, it sounds stupid, but they've made them so unrealistic. Yeah, it was ridiculous. When it was about a cop trapped in a building, yeah. although some ridiculous things happened, you were, you, it was believable. But in Die Hard 4, he jumps from a plane onto a yeah. moving truck. And then he? Uh, hits a helicopter with a car or something like that, doesn't he? Should yeah. Take, uh, you think you should take it back to its roots? Yeah. You should have like a simple. really sort of old geriatric John McClane who can't get out of his house because he's lost his keys. <laughs> this one's <laughs> going to be... For an hour and a half. For an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to be in Russia. Right. I think, and um, it's him teaming up with his son. He's not mentioned his son in quite a few films. <laughs> it's not, it's not God, Shia LaBeouf. Is yeah, it? Shia LaBeouf. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't Justin Long in the last one? Yeah, it was just. Like, at least it's not going to be Justin Long in this one. <clears throat> wow. Film news done. Uh, I've got <laughs> some news of well, Chris Tilly making a comeback in video games. Can we not do this? Yeah, we can do this. So, um, Leisure Suit Larry, which is Chris Tilly's uh, alter ego. No, it's not. Is getting an HD remake. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so 
uh, anyone who played the original games will, can now play them again on Steam, Android, iOS, and Mac. It was the original, original games from like 25 years ago. Not the, uh, in quote marks, crude um, and juvenile ones that have come out more recently. <laughs> well, I thought most Leisure Suit Larry games, and indeed Chris Dilly, is crude and juvenile. So I've never played. Well, why would you? Be like living your own life. Play with myself. I've I played the original Legend of the Larry games. Do I, play I never thought I'd get to meet the person who started them. <laughs> Inspired the uh, whole got, series. Exactly. I wish I got more luck off the back of it. Really? But that's yeah. the whole point of Legend of the Larry. He's unlucky in love. Uh, don't make me miserable. <laughs> so anyway, uh, be good to see you in HD, Chris. Can we Piss do off. some screenshots? With Chris in Leisure Suit Larry's. I'm sure we probably can. Yeah, sure we can. <laughs> yeah. We can probably do some videos as well. Yeah, it doesn't look convinced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, readers, if you'd like to see Chris Tilly in Leisure Suit Larry, then fuck off. <laughs> send, send your best photoshops too. Yeah, IGN UK, feedback IGN.com, uh, twitter.com slash IGN UK, and. Oh, yeah, Facebook. Uh, you may or may not have noticed that Facebook, <laughs> we're no longer Team IGN UK. We are now facebook.com forward slash IGN UK. So what that means is we're no longer a team. No. We are. There's we're no I in team. But there is an but IGN yeah, UK. There is. <laughs> <laughs> what? But there is a me. <laughs> there uh, is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, there was no real reason for that other than sort of standardising across the con- uh, company. So um, you're still a part of the team. There's a king in IGN UK. Brilliant. Yeah. King Dickhead. <laughs> no, that's, that's not, that's, that's not <laughs> in there. Too many letters. <laughs> right, Tom. Rent a ghost. Is, is it April Fool's or what? Uh, Rent a ghost apparently is being retooled as a Hollywood movie, according to Variety. Uh, the people behind the Night at the Museum movies have roped in Ben Stiller to star in a remake of Rent a Ghost, the TV show from the 80s, 90s. Uh, oh, 80s. No, yeah, it was early 80s. 80s. Yeah. It was the early 80s. What is Rent a Ghost? Oh my God. Uh, it's you know what? centered around a. Um, uh, let's have a look. Uh, on the recently to see Fred Mumford being determined to be more productive in the afterlife than he was during his 27 years of existence, he established Rent a Ghost, renting out ghouls, ghosts, and spectres to the living, but things do not go according to plan. So is he going to play Mr. Claypole? Doesn't say. Because uh-huh. I, I believe a while ago they were talking about Russell Brand for Timothy Claypole. Yeah. Which makes sense, actually. It was quite a good show. It sounds like something I'd love. It, I mean, it was, it was for very young children, though. I mean, I watched it when I was like six. Yeah. It wasn't a grown-up program, but it was very funny. Miss Popoff, she used to sneeze and she'd disappear. <laughs> and there was a horse. There was a pantomime horse, wasn't yeah. there? I can't... Dobbin. It all feels a bit weird. Yeah. Thinking back. I can't actually remember what happened in any of it, apart can, from Majestic called Mr. Claypole. Can you sing the theme tune? I just, I just remember that Rent-A-Ghost. Who sang it? Someone famous sang it, didn't they? I don't know. We should check that out. Yeah, I don't have my phone on me, unfortunately. But yeah, funny enough, though, not funny enough, but those blokes who are writing who did Might at the Museum, they're both comedians, and they've written a book, basically, telling people how... that they, they, they know exactly what they do. They make shitty films that make lots of money. Yeah. And they've written a book telling people how to write <laughs> shitty films that make loads of money. Really? Like a guide to, oh. yeah. Oh, there you go. That's like KLF did a, uh, a book about how, how to, to make a number one yeah, single. Because exactly, yeah. uh, they did doc, uh, Doctor in the Tardis, didn't yeah. they? And that was their example. Yeah. They just made it and got it to number one. Um, the theme tune that Doctor Who should have had, maybe. Mm. Some mm. say. Some say, including you, Tom. <laughs> Last piece of news. Do uh, you think Rent a Ghost will go down well in the States? Well, um, I guess I it's the concept rather than. I, I would say yeah. most people over here have never heard of it, um, yeah. unless you're um, over Old. 30. Yeah. Uh, so in the US, even less chance. Yeah. 
I guess they're hoping it'll be a Ghostbusters kind of thing. Yeah. They could turn into something like that. Yeah. Uh, last piece of news. Grand Theft Auto 3 is coming to mobile. Now that is exciting news. Yes? Yeah, but I, we won't be able to play it. Oh, why? It's iPhone 4S only. Or iPad 2. Oh, yes. So I can play it. So can I. Yeah. I am happy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, GTA 3, to celebrate its 10th anniversary, is coming to Android phones. Anyone got an Android phone here? No. Guess it has. Stu's getting one. Um, it's coming to iPhone, but as um, um, that man there, Big Head, uh, Daniel, thank you. Big Head. <laughs> Big Head. <laughs> I prefer the title King. <laughs> King Creeper. Uh, iPhone 4S only. Uh, is that right? Because, well, there's two things in this story. It says here it's coming to iPhone stroke iPod Touch, unless it's a new iPod Touch. Uh, Kezarosa yeah, just Kezzer, made it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, anyway, it's coming out on the 22nd of November, and it's also coming out on lots of different Android handsets and Android tablets, such as the Asus ePad. And it's 10 years old, GTA 3. I remember when that game, I was working at CVG magazine when that game came out. And no one knew anything about it. Really? And and then this one guy was sitting in the corner playing it and slowly more and more people went around and went, oh, this looks quite good. But I don't think anyone would have predicted how big it became. So, uh, Interesting. The first two were top down? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then GTA 3 was the first one that's 3D and you know, what, what you know it is today. Yeah. So. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how they do it on touch Yeah, how screen. the controls are going to work. Yeah. Because I must admit, I'd quite like to play it. I, although I did play it again relatively, oh, it wasn't that recently, but on PSP. GTA 3, what was that, Liberty City Stories? Stories, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. So, that's it for the week's news. Up next, trailer of the week. Train. Trade old time, Bob. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> what we call it. Now. That was my last podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. After that, I had to go and have a lie down for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh, I literally did. couldn't say Trader of the Week. I could only come out with Trade Delta. <laughs> we'll play it for you later. <laughs> yeah. I, I basically lost my marbles and my mouth and everything. So, Anyway, what was the big trailer that came out this week? Mm. The Avengers. Yes. The Avengers. And? Should we watch it? Let's watch it. I'm the Hulk. And <laughs> 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 Thor. Give me my hammer. <laughs> I'm Iron Man. I'm a smart aleck. <laughs> Black Widow, check out my tits. Captain America, what does he do? Wow, that's the that's that smart Joss Whedon dialogue. <laughs> I've been looking forward to. I'm tough, but I've got a bow and arrow. I've got I've got really good eyesight. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got some like really fine print books you want me to read? Twenty twenty vision. <laughs> Get these Avengers off my motherfucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the uh, Avengers trailer. What what are your thoughts? Who's a big uh, Avengers? You're a big Marvel Avengers fan, aren't you, Tom? So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It it really reminded me of the Ultimates storyline <clears throat> yeah. in places. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see you know what kind of uh, um, tack it follows, especially uh, the bit at the end with the Hulk. With the Hulk. Yeah, I want to see how they intro that because um, obviously he he hasn't really he's been part of the the the, the build up to yeah. Avengers, but not really. He had that bit at the end of the. Uh, Incredible Hulk, where Sam was it Sam Jackson or was it Robert Downey Jr.? I think it's Robert Iron Downey Man, Jr. Yeah. speaks to um, Ross Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, well, the about weaponizing banners. The other three have been quite closely linked. Hulk hasn't, so it'd be quite interesting how they bring him in. Hmm. Um, they're obviously aware of him because uh, Downey Jr. says in the uh, advert, "I'm a big fan of you hulking out and going mental," or whatever it is he says. Yeah, 
Um, but if they do introduce him, introduce him like they do in the Ultimates, that would be cool. Like yeah, where yeah, he's yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, that could um, be a great sort of opening. Yeah, sequence. I think like so. A prologue. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we've got Loki back from Thor, Thor, and he looks so much more badass in this than he did in in Definitely. Thor. I'm just not. I'm not impressed with Loki. No, he just seems like a bit of an annoyance, a bit of a wet pants. Mm. I hope he ups his game in this one because I didn't think he was much of a villain in Thor. Who is the the major villain in this? Well, as far as we know, Loki is the main villain, but there's yeah, also but aliens involved that are going to be invading. Right? Has that been confirmed that it's the scroll? No, but that is. I'm pretty sure it's it, going to be the scroll because yeah. it's the Avengers as well. Like. Yeah. So the onset shots of them fighting, like mm. videos of them, shows people in like those bu- bubbled clothes yeah. that are you for mocap. So, mocap stuff. Yeah. Um, I imagine that they're going to be uh, computer generating something. Unless they couldn't afford really good costumes, so they just put them in mocap yeah. suits. That's true. And they're they're kind of ping pong ninjas or something. That's a daredevil villain. I hope <laughs> it gets ping pong ninjas. I hope it gets a good theme tune. It's been a while since we've had a good superhero. You can't see many of them. Yeah. 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 In the trailer, you just got that bloody Trent Reznor song. But you just don't get, like, theme tunes for movies anymore, really, do you? No. Jurassic Park? (laughs) Yeah, but Harry Potter. Yeah. But again, John Williams. John Williams, you guaranteed it. Who's doing the theme for Avengers? I don't know. Dennis Waterman. Who would you want? Just Just Stone. Just Stone <laughs> to do a theme. <laughs> it's the Avengers. It's the Avengers. In the style of Rent a Ghost. What was the Avengers TV show theme? God knows. Crossover of that. Or the Diana Rig. Diana Rig. Yeah. All oh, right. So, ah. <laughs> I wonder uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that had good music. Yeah. Do 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 do. Let's not try and recreate it right now. Eh? <laughs> So it's not out till next year, is it, Avengers? Next summer. Do you know I think that trailer lacks a, a big wow moment there? Like you were saying, Chris, earlier on, it's just lots of explosions. It looks it, a bit Michael Bay. It does look Michael Bay to me. Well, it's early, though. Mm. It is. Uh, none of the CGI will really be done yeah. yet. They didn't have a lot to choose from. But would you rather they would have waited? I, I must admit, because I didn't really give two hoots about it, but when I saw that, I thought, this is pretty cool. The fact it's obviously all the people who play the movies in the, in, uh, in, the, the characters in the individual movies come together. Just thought it was nice. I'll be very interested though to see what is bigger next summer, that or Batman. Yeah. What's going to be the bigger film? Certainly what I'm more interested in. I think Batman's going to be bigger. Yeah. Um, Because people don't know what they're they're coming into when they've got Avengers. You've got Chris Nolan. It's like two amazing Batman films. Does that mean Spider Man's just going to get lost? (sighs) Well, I think it'll come third. Yeah. Yeah. Big year. And when's Superman out? The year after. after. The year after. Yeah, they've postponed it. Right, probably a good thing. It is, yeah. Like I like superhero movies, but all right, that's enough. It's Batman. That's enough. Do that. So those are our thoughts on the Avengers trailer. Let us know what you think. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. Now over to Talking Point and Daniel. You've got this week's discussion. Yeah, piece. To- Talking Point this week um, centers around something Gabe Newell, who's the boss of Valve, Valve. who made Portal and Half Life, and he said something that even though he thinks consoles will be around for a long while yet, he thinks their days are ultimately numbered. And he sees I, um, Apple being the pioneers of taking us away from consoles to the next sort of stage of gaming. Mm. He thinks they'll bring out a device in the next few years that will dramatically change people's expectations of gaming yeah. and how we how we play games and also how we consume media, I think, by extension. Yeah, because well, they've already done it to some extent with 
iPhone, iPod and iP- uh, iPad. I'm, yeah. I think we're looking at a different kind of device to that though. No, of course, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we spoke, we, I think we've spoken a bit about this before and Apple TV being kind of like a Trojan horse. Yeah. Uh, even though that's always been this pet project and Steve Jobs in keynote addresses has always referred to the Apple TV as being a bit of a hobby for Apple. Yeah. And it never had massive impact. It never got massive mainstream uptake. But the potential of having that very cheap device in every living room and then if that functioned like on live, which we've been playing around, around with recently. Yeah. Yeah. And Apple yeah. certainly have the sort of resources to get a lot of publishers on board. Yeah. You know, and everyone has an iPhone. Everyone kind of knows the interface. Because with is it with the new iOS or something like that? You can now stream whatever you're looking at on your iPad or iPhone to your TV. Yeah, you can mirror if you've got an Apple um, Apple TV. You can yeah stream. Which is because it used to be just kind of movies or music, but now it's everything that you're looking at. Um, So so your iPad effectively becomes like this huge control as well for the Apple TV. Yeah. What do you think uh, publishers want? What, 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 if, if it was the choice of having to publish for three different platforms or maybe one, one platform which would be like cloud streaming like on live or, or Apple TV what, what do you think they would prefer? The thing is it, it all depends like if you took go back to basics and use PC as the kind of the core that would effectively or obviously it would work on a home computer it could be ported to, to console and it could also work on, on live yeah. or live streaming or whatever that system is so you know, the kind of interesting point is, you know, obviously Microsoft and Sony aren't going to take this lying down. No. But I think they've, certainly Sony and Nintendo have kind of balls up the handheld market a little bit with Vita and 3DS. I know Vita's not even out yet, but I'm just not that excited. Especially with what we heard recently about 40 to £50 pounds a game. Yeah. For Vita. And just, three hours just, battery life. I just terrifying. don't think people are willing to pay that much for a, a portable game these days. Because you can buy really, really good games on iPad for a fiver. Um, so why would you spend 40 quid? So I think things have got to change. Do you think it all ultimately comes down to pricing, though? Because do you still buy Blu-rays and DVDs? Or do you ever like, download movies? Seldom. Like buy movies off iTunes? Uh, yes. Because I, I always buy physical DVDs and um, physical and then, Blu-rays because they're so much cheaper yeah, than anything cheaper. off the iTunes yeah. store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I don't. I've got... I've got no attachment to owning the things. I don't want physical copies. I actually prefer to have digital copies. And most of the time, I'll take a digital impression of a DVD I That's buy. exactly what I've done, yeah. yeah. So I don't need the DVD, but it's too expensive to buy them on the iTunes store. That's like, uh, I can't remember, I think it was Apocalypse Now or something like that. I was looking at Blu-ray and you can get it for like 12 quid now, um, which is, you know, cheap. And I bet if you, I don't know how much it is if you wanted to download a high-res version of that, but it will be probably twice that, I should imagine. And I guess the same would go for gaming. If Apple did release kind of an online service, if they price themselves out, people will still be going and getting the, the cheap games for the consoles. It dep- yeah, it depends how you do it, isn't it? But it's, that's, obviously prices go in cycles. When a new uh, console comes out, all the games are full whack, you know, 45 quid plus. So I'm sure that Vita games will be dropped to 25 quid after over the course of six months. But um, I, I just don't think... I don't think Apple would be that stupid. I think they do it... I, I, do you know what? I don't know how much they control. Yeah. I don't know how much of it is kind of dictated by the studios who need to get money back on stuff and therefore they don't have the offers. There's definitely not the flexibility that you get with retailers where they have to be more competitive. Do you think it's definitely a market that they're actively going after? Because... 
yes. kind of stumbled into the handheld gaming. Because when they originally announced the iPhone and the iPod Touch, games weren't high on their priorities. And then it was interesting over a period of time when they did new keynotes, yeah. gaming became more and more prominent in the, those presentations yeah. and the advertising for iPod Touch in particular. Yeah. Gaming was like the, it was the, the, kind the of selling focus. point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But not game, not traditional gaming, which I think is the kind of important thing here. It's like, will they go after core gamers? I don't know. I'm not sure they will. That's quite a niche market in the bigger scheme of things. Yeah. So, there you go. And also, what about with, with Steve gone? Steve. Not at the helm? Do you reckon yeah. that'll make a difference? Uh, well, he's he, he's always been sort of, we're not going to make a console, right? Yeah. They've, they've, they did make, want to make something, didn't they? The Pippin. Yeah. So, I don't know. He will have laid down a blueprint for what, what he wants to happen. And I yeah. can't see that they wouldn't want to get involved in home gaming no. like after the success that they've had. And especially when Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo keep making such a balls up of it. Yeah. Um, with every every sort of aspect. Like people people want better. And Apple often can deliver that better. Yeah. Like there was MP3s and music services before there was the iPod. Yeah. And yet when the iPod and iTunes came out, everyone went, well, this is how it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the and same with the smartphone. The same with the smartphone. And so, tablets. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I had no intention of uh, owning an iPad. I was like, I don't need one of those. But as soon as I put my hands on one, I was like, actually, this is pretty good. So, so yeah, they could be the ones to do it. But um, obviously, like you said, it's not the end of the consoles right now. No. So we're still we're still going to have another generation of consoles. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that we'll hear something at E3 next year. That'll be exciting. It will be exciting after this year, where it's been, you know, console fatigue. Did you see that next gen uh, tech that Square uh, demoed? Did you see that's on the site? The lighting system. Yeah, so it's the new sort of um, 3D modeling system, whatever it was, and it looks amazing. It looks like real life, but they've kind of used it to show a like a car park. Yeah. So the car park, it just looks like a dirty car park. <laughs> so it's really weird. Why don't why not do a castle or not a car park? Why but a castle? I don't, well, a bit more know. interesting than a car yeah. park. <laughs> well, you know when you saw yeah, Infinity but, Blade, like you know, that looks wicked. Yeah, but Infinity no Blade set in a car park. But yeah. exactly, castles have been done before, whereas car parks, <laughs> right? That's why they went for it. Yeah, maybe they're trying to appeal to a Doctor Who game. Maybe the first rule of video game design: build what you know. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of the Human Centipede two takes place in a car park. Really? Wow. It's all tied together. Well yep. done, Square. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> being so prescient. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, that's it for the talking point. And uh, now over to Listener FU. First piece of feedback is, is from Mr. Royce Butler, our friend in Atlanta, Georgia. He said, I uh, just wanted to let you know that the actor from Watchmen that you mentioned last week was Jeffrey Dean Morgan, not Stanley Dean Morgan. Uh-huh. I think I said, I, I or did I say that. Dean Stanley Morgan? <laughs> Dean Stanley Which Morgan. I'm pretty sure is an investment bank. Yes, Morgan, <laughs> Morgan Stanley Dean Witter, as I said last week. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Um, is that so, it? So that was it. Thanks, oh, okay. thanks, Royce, for emailing in. Brief piece of feedback. Uh, email from Mo Ali says, For a while I was upset that you guys took Sad Dan out of the podcast because he was his favourite. But i got to say, he made an excellent replacement of that fella, Daniel Creeper. He's now by far my favourite. Oh, yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It starts out with a compliment. Uh, but something is extremely odd about him. Oh, <laughs> From the pics you guys post on Facebook, he looks, well, kind of creepy looking. <laughs> <laughs> so please introduce him on the next podcast as Creepy Creeper, uh, oh, but keep it with a K. So, creepy, booming I d- I, Creeper. It's true, I don't, 
I don't take a very good photo, primarily because I have a weird face. <laughs> well, like how we took some zombie photos of you today using that app, and it made you look nicer. Yeah, so we said, oh, I find people more attractive like this. <laughs> Sorry, were you Why people so mean to Were me? you guys zombified in those pictures? <laughs> hey, oh, oh, the uh, so thanks Mo yeah, yeah. creepy creeps yeah. cheers Mo um, right next bit of feedback is from John Bayless and he's an expat living in Vienna for the past seven years oh, um, so he wants to get Vienna on the map Tom I'm, I'm on it I'm on he's, it he's all over it and he listens to the podcast with his his wife and we want he wants us to wish her um, she's Russian called Ekaterina um, good luck because they're getting married this Saturday Oh, good luck. The 15th so, of October. So she's fiance. not his wife, so she's his fiancée. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Fact God, fans. that's nice though, isn't it? Yeah, Let's say congratulations. Does she need luck? Hopefully not. Maybe, hopefully not. Maybe she doesn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> um, last week we asked what would we, would we like a remake of, and he says he'd like a remake of the late 70s, early 80s show, Sapphire and Steel. Good job. I'm more, not familiar with Alex's Sapphire generation. And Steel. No, I, I don't remember the name, I don't remember the programme. What was someone with Piers Brosnan in that was like that? That was like. Oh my god! Like what was it called? It was his name. Oh, so like Remington the Steel. Remington Steel. Remington was it? Steel. Was that a razor? Yeah. yeah. No, it's Remington Steel. <laughs> I think it might be a razor also. And yeah. that's the reason that um, Timothy Dalton was Bond. They wanted Piers Brosnan, but he couldn't get out of the TV ah. contract. He stayed loyal to the TV station. Get me prickle pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I have an email from Chris Frost. Frosty. He says every six. Are you just going to sing about everyone's name? Yes. (laughs) Frosty the Snowman. Can I read it? Yeah. Chris Frost says "Uh, every six months or so, I always end up booting up the SNES and completing Super Mario three in one sitting. I hate it when people boot me up the SNES. (laughs) I would be interested to know if you have any specific game or group of games you keep finding yourself coming back to year in year out. Uh, Frosty from Newcastle. uh, I'd say Portal I've been back to like two or three times in the last couple of years. No, I don't. I'm one of these people that's... Yeah, exactly. As soon as I finish. What's next? The next thing. Trailblazing. I'm like that with birds. (laughs) Um, He also says a PS. um, I'd like the podcast members to attempt a Geordie accent. Why aye? Why aye, man? Read your next email and enjoy (laughs) the accent, Alex. You're the best accent. I'm not. Yeah, you are. a thousand voices. You are. I don't have the next email. Okay, uh, I have the next email. Uh, last week we were talking about Simpsons at length uh, because uh, the Simpsons are going to get canned. I can't do a Geordie accent. I'm trying to do it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you will, you will. And we asked for your favourite Simpsons episodes. I've got a few suggestions here. Um, this is David Trevino suggests a load, um, but the one with Sideshow Bob where he marries Selma, I think, is a particularly a a particular highlight. Um, Bimal Arjan writes in and says that he likes the one um, which in- introduces Rex Banner. Um, I think it's called Homer versus the 18th Amendment and it's a parody of um, The Untouchables, I think, where there's bootlegging in the town. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. He sent a load of um, of quotes from it, but I'm not going to read those out. Um, uh, Carolyn Smith says, uh, Old Gil is the best Simpsons character. He's like the failed salesman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's just like an old man. And he's, he's really desperate. Yeah, he's really desperate. He is a good one. Is he like uh, uh, supposed to be out of Glengarry Glen Glen Ross? Is that like a parody of that or...? Yeah, or maybe Death of a Salesman, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then also, Chris Walker writes in to say his favourite episode is You Only Live Twice, where the family moved to Cypress Creek so Homer can work for Hank Scorpio. I haven't seen a new episode of The Simpsons for about 10 years. Wow. I like the one with the worms and Barry White. <laughs> worms and Barry White. <laughs> what? 
Is that a really recent one? No, it's one of the like the first second series. I like the one where Tamer joins the Secret Society. That's good, yeah. Stonecutters. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is good. That's yeah. really good. And there's a really good song in that one as well, isn't yeah. there? Um, I can't think what it is. We, we make the something or other, don't we? I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm just looking at my watch and it appears to say it's Geordie time. Why are you? Is it Chris Belmore? <laughs> uh, <brilliant>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Brilliant. Uh, I honestly, I don't even know just, how to begin. Just say man at the end of everything. I miss Batman like, and uh, Arkham Asylum when it came out. Is that Geordie? Is that what is yeah, that? Yeah, no, that was really good. Keep going. Don't lie. Uh, should I just get Arkham City next week? Or should I get Asylum Nam Bounty? <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's, it's only a ton of uh, fishy in a dishy. Play through with that. Pick up a seat once I'm done. <laughs> What's fishy in a dishy? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it sounds a bit Geordie, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like? yeah, no, 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 no. It's actually in the email. <laughs> uh, so, what, what, what do you think? I didn't uh, get the question. <laughs> <laughs> you racist fucks. What he really asks is, I miss Batman Arkham, As- Arkham Asylum when it came out. Should I just get Arkham City next week or should I get As- Arkham Asylum now, play through that and then pick up City once I'm done? Get both. Yes. Get so both, yes, definitely. You've got enough time to play it through as well. Yep, 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 yep. yep. It'd be like watching The Dark Knight Returns and totally forgetting about Batman Begins. Aye. Good shout. Aye. Good shout. Right, um, next bit of feedback from Greg White. Greg Wright even, sorry. Um, the current standard joke on IGN is it's the no Skyrim quote. <laughs> oh, God, yes. I would like to put forward a comment that I feel has it beat. I was looking to get a flight stick for PS3 and PC and notice the Thrustmaster T-Flight Hotas on Amazon Dakota UK and proceeded Hooters. to read the reviews to see if it was suitable. Found this wondrous one-star review. The review reads, I got given this to me as a gift and I have to say it doesn't work. I tend to play FIFA a lot, and I've just, <laughs> I have to say, it's impossible with this control pad. I can see it doing well with a flight simulator game, but it just doesn't work with anything else. Have <laughs> you ever tried to play FIFA with a, well, with a, with a flight stick? stick yeah. <laughs> like passing using your throttle control. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a feature in that. Yeah, what game, can you games play that with Thrustmaster? Thrust yeah, yeah. Thrustmaster thrust T-Flight. We've got some office. steering wheels coming in. We can see yeah. if we can play FIFA with those. <laughs> Be better with a thrustmaster. Yeah, Everything that's, is. That's the slogan. Is that right? <laughs> Everything's better with a thrustmaster. Yeah. I've got an email from Martin Stevens. He says, "Any news on when or if the Jurassic Park commentary idea mentioned in podcast ninety six will happen?" Wow. People want it, Tom. People want well, it. One person wants it. One I'll be honest. I don't want it. <laughs> Chris Dilly doesn't want it. Should we say if how many people should write in before we'll do it? Um, fifty eight. You want fifty eight people to write in? I don't think that's going to happen. Well, there twenty. You go. I reckon we might post it on Facebook and put it to the vote. Okay. Well, put it on Facebook and if you get 50 likes. Okay. We put it to the vote and people say yes and we get 50 likes, then we'll do it. Okay. Um, and we'll do it when the Blu-ray comes out. And what's the idea is that you two watch Jurassic Park and talk about it as it's drunk. on. Yeah, and get drunk. And wow. turn it into a podcast. And then turn it into a podcast, yeah. Mm. Not during working hours. I'll tell you what, I can't wait to tune <laughs> well, into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, just let us know if you want us we'll to do it. We'll shoot to number one on the... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine we overtake um, Ricky Gervais. And um, Titch Marsh. No, it's not a bad idea, though. If it works, we, we could do that with a bunch of films. I've actually do. been researching a lot of Jurassic Park recently, so yeah, it could be quite interesting, yeah. Lots um, of trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Did you realise that the fence in this scene was constructed by Steven Spielberg's daughter? <laughs> was it? I don't know. That's we can make shit up. Yeah. Just make it up. Is that it for listener feedback? Uh, what... Number was that? That was eight. Oh, okay. Um, I have an... Right, this is my final email here from Joseph Kramer. 
and it's a bit of a game for us to play. Mm. Uh-oh. So Joseph Kramer wrote in, he said he's written some cryptic clues for video games. They're quite hard, so I've, I can give you the initials along with the clue. So is this like, um, like a blockbuster? This is the thing like uh, when Pete came in the other day. Going for, did something. going for gold. Yeah, yeah it's not quite. Okay. okay. So it, you've got to guess the film, the game title from the cryptic clue. So they're all games. So they're all games. Okay. So yep. this is the first one. Yep. The game begins with the letter B. Right. My friend was complaining that one of his feet was cold, so I told him to. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Buy a sock. Bioshock. What? What? <laughs> Don't read that anymore. Oh my god! Are they all like that? We'd never ever have got that. <laughs> all right, I'm just going to do one more because it's my personal favourite. <laughs> right, this is a game that has two words, D and S, and it is a Jamaican Dark shoe Souls. shop. Dark Dark Souls. Souls. <laughs> oh, Demon Souls. Demon Souls. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> go on you've got to go through the rest you've got to go through the rest oh god okay oh, okay this is what, the worst day of my life what right this is a game that begins with it's two words ds are the initials ds right. what do you call tim burton's best friend's house <laughs> um uh uh, on this, can you give us more of a clue? Or no. Not? Okay. Depth's place, as in dead space. <laughs> oh my god! They don't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Depth's place has nothing to do with deep space. The, and and uh, Demon Souls works. Demon Souls. That's yeah. good, right? Okay. So here's another so one. Not. This one. This one. This is quite easily. It's no. Uh, this is one word. Begins with B. No, that's grammatically incorrect. It's battle felt. Battlefield. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> and then finally, this what? Battle, yeah, Battlefield. The wrong tense. It's the wrong tense. Anyway, all right, this is a good one. This is, <laughs> this is, oh my God. This is slightly, <laughs> slightly uh, bad taste. That Chinese, all right, this is a game, begins oh. with B. One, le- one word. <laughs> You're not going to do more Chinese racism, are you? That talking? Chinese guy's got a bit of a twitch. Sorry, what was the one word? What B. Then? B. They all begin with B. Twitch. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna get that an extra word into this so you get it. That Chinese guy's got a bit of an eye twitch. Uh, Alex Simmons. Brink. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> oh my god! Well, did, did you get those at home? All listener? Chinese listeners switching off. Um, Jesus! If you have any better ones, please send them I'm in. Quite I pleased quite, I got one. Yeah, you got one. Um, send them in to IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. But Joseph, um, thanks for taking the time to do those. Uh, he says it's just scraping the surface. So please wow. send us yeah, more if you've god. got them. Uh, does he win anything for that? Um, we should be giving away copies of Brink, but not Brink. <laughs> Rift. That's apps, yeah. Rift, but we uh, are having um, problems with our email, st- email still. So uh, keep sending them in, and I will get your copies of we Rift all sort out. It. But, we will sort it. Yeah. So uh, next up, uh, chart predictions. So coming out this week is what's coming out on the games front? Um, quite a few big games coming out today. Um, Forza 4. Yes. Pro Evo 2012. Um, Ace Combat. I can't believe that's only just coming out. It feels like it's been around for ages. But yeah, FIFA's kind of stolen its thunder. What yeah. did he get? He got an eight. Uh, eight. Eight Yeah. I saw one of the comments was moan, 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 moan. Actually, it's all right. Eight point oh. I know some regressive. Yeah. <laughs> for that review. Yeah. Um, Dead Rising two off the record, which is 
it's good, but if you've played Dead Rising 2, it's a bit superfluous. It's good, but it's not right. It's, it's, yeah. Um, Spider-Man Edge of Time, which is awful. You reviewed that? Yeah. What did you give it? 4.5. Ooh. Cutting. Um, it's just rubbish. Is it's it bit better or worse than Captain America? Um, I give a 4.5, get Captain America 5. It's just at least Captain America had a bit more variety and yeah. scope to it. It was just really repetitive. Um, so my predictions for this week, um, I'm still going to say FIFA 12 at number one for another week. So FIFA 12, number one. FIFA 12, I'm going to, th- I think Forza, number two. Number two? Well, actually, that's only on Xbox, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I- I'll say Rage, number two, Forza at three. No, okay. no trying for Pez, top three? No, I don't think it's going to make it. Oh, interesting. So, FIFA, FIFA, Rage, FIFA Rage, Pause. Uh, FIFA Rage, Pause. No, I can't even speak. Pause. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chris. Oh, yeah. What movie's coming out? Real Steel's coming out. What can, you tell us about, what can you tell us about Real Steel? Is it, it any good? It is Rocky meets Transformers. <laughs> any good, Daniel? You've seen it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad if you're eight. <laughs> I don't necessarily t- mean that as a criticism. What, what if you like your seven or nine? What you'd think it was awful. <laughs> Is that right? Nine, you think it was childish. Seven, you wouldn't really follow the plot. Gotcha. <laughs> Too much in-depth character work. Nice. Evangeline Lilly's in it though, isn't she? Yes, and she's very nice, isn't it? She's pretty. Who's that? Um, Girl Kate from Lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's all right, yeah. Um, <laughs> Three Musketeers is coming out. You've seen that, Daniel? Yes, that's... Have you not, actually seen any films, Chris? Not very good. I gave Three Musketeers two and a half stars. Oh, I oh thought dear. it's kind of in, enjoyable in places when they're doing sword fighting. And it gets just too bloated. Just flying ships and flamethrowers and gadgets and slow motion. And it just I gets... thought it got very bloated when James Corden was in it. Yes. <laughs> He's the comic relief. Is he? He's not Is he really? Good. Yeah. It's, oh, it's terrible. He does his best David Brent impression. Oh, no. It's really quite painful. And then what else? Uh, Footloose is coming out, which I actually quite want to see. Who is the lead dancer? Uh, it's a new kid. It's a new kid. It's not, not anyone famous. It's not George Sampson. New. Mm. Kevin Bacon. But yeah. Just give him some Botox. New. So, so those are the big films coming out. Your predictions. Oh, I don't know. I keep changing my mind. Can gotta, I just not do it? No, you've got to do it. Okay. I'm going to go Real Steel 1. God. I'm going to go Johnny English 2. And I'm going to go Footloose 3. Oh, you know what musket is going to touch top three. Well, I've got to, got to put it out there, haven't I? Right. Yeah, got to put my dick on the line. I you think you've made a mistake there, but we will see you next week. He's so cocky, but he never does it himself. Oh, well, I'm just saying. If if I was going to say, I'd go real steel, um, Johnny English, three musketeers. So wow, we'll see. see who wins. Yeah, let's see who wins. So I am going to put my cock on the line. Okay, alongside yours. Good. <laughs> Please, and- I really don't want them to touch there. <laughs> Uh, we've got some plugs, haven't we, Tom? Well, not just plugs. We've got s- some stuff to go. Hello, Tom Butler here. Uh, due to our complete inability to actually be able to string a sentence together, uh, we recorded this link uh, earlier in the podcast, but it was terrible. So I'm here to tell you about the Smack Talk competition. We are giving away three pairs of Sennheiser X2 gaming headsets for the next three weeks on the IGN UK podcast. To enter, all you have to do is send us your 
best smack talk line. A smack talk, according to Dan Kilby's terms and conditions, is a comical phrase one would utter after defeating an opponent at a video game to assert victory. Now, to enter your smack talk lines, all you have to do is send us an email as a text to ukcomps at ign.com. We'll give away one pair of Sennheiser X2 gaming headsets to the best entries for the next three weeks. And then in the third week, we'll give the best of the three a pair of Sennheiser Hero 320 gaming headphones, which apparently are amazing. So there you go. If you want to read the full terms and conditions, head to go.ign.com forward slash smack talk comp. Send us your best smack talks uh, right now. Bye. And that's it. So um, Halloween is coming. As she mentioned last week, we want your best Halloween t- stories, scary ghost tales, all that kind of stuff. And what we might do is do a meet and greet at a haunted pub yeah, where you can come down, hang out with us, maybe find some ghosts. You can tell us your scary stories. So if you want to get involved with that, send your emails, as always, to ignukfeedback at igen.com. We will get back to you when we know more firmer details of where and when that will happen. On that note, shall we wrap <laughs> up yeah, the podcast? Yeah, uh, that's it for this podcast. Oh, uh, thank God. I can probably tell you uh, what I was talking about in next week's podcast. And also, my jingle is going to be in next week's podcast. God, we finally got finally our good ready. mixer back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got to finish them. Is that why um, you took a week off? I've just taken about six weeks to do this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, get your ears ready for that. I'm going to blow your lobes. So, very exciting. So, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I apologize for Lacey Larry in the corner. He's a bit drunk. But uh, you'll be sober next week, won't you, Chris? Uh, not necessarily. All right, then. Anyway, for more shits and giggles, come back to next week's podcast, and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. Who shouted? Alex. Well, I thought we were allowed to shout. <laughs> you can't you don't shout. shout. We've you got the mixer shout. back. Yeah, no, just, just don't shout. We're, we're recording. That was it. No, don't. Just do it again. All right. Because look how much you... you no, I know, but I thought that's the whole spiked. point of having the mixer back. No, it just... It that's spiked. why it broke in the first... I'll broke. be honest, this is podcast <laughs> gold right now. That's why it <laughs> broke. This is the egg. <laughs> yeah, that's why it broke. Too okay. loud or louds. Yeah. Girls are loud. Right. Three, two, one. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's too quiet. It's Hello. too restrained. Right, anyway, here we go. I can't see out my right eye. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> oh. Uh. Right. Hello. <laughs> Ready, Tom? Yep. Worst podcast ever. Three, two, one. Hello. Hello. hello, hello, hello. Jesus Christ. We have Jesus today. What is an echo? Well, stone. <laughs> this one properly. Come on. Yeah, let's go. Three, two, one. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.